HeyYA Extra Credit. Every other week, opposite the main HeyYA podcast, we'll bring you a short-form podcast of YA talk across a wide range of topics. I'm Tirza Price, and today I thought it would be really interesting if I talked a bit about some of the YA books that I see are most popular amongst the teens that I work with. So one of my day jobs is that I am a um, public librarian in a very small, very rural um, public library slash school library in the Midwest. Uh, What's interesting about this library is that we share a facility and a collection with the public school and we are right there on campus of the high school in the elementary school of this town. So that means that, you know, on any given day, we have a lot of members of the public coming in, but we also have, you know, teenagers and kids like right there and they come in a lot and they use the library a lot. And it's really fun because I've worked in other public libraries and um, it's always kind of like this not, not quite a joke, but kind of like this desperate question of like, how do we get kids and teens into the library? And this is the first library I've worked in where that is not the problem because we are right where they are during the school day. Um, so that means that I also get to kind of observe what is going out and what is popular and probably is no surprise to anybody who actually works with teens and kids, what is always popular is not like the latest and the greatest thing. Like sometimes it is, but, you know, kids and teens generally are not as tuned into what is going on in publishing as, you know, like Erica and I are because we work in the midst of it and we're always keeping our eyes on it. So I thought that it would be just kind of interesting to um, chat about, yeah, what's popular in my library. But before I dive into that, let's hear from our first sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Greenleaf Book Group. No summer vacation should be without a great read. And I don't know about you, but I am partial to mysteries and thrillers for my hot month reads. It's hot girl reading summer always over here. And from the award-winning librettist of Legally Blonde, the musical and the screenwriter of Freaky Friday, Heather Hawk, comes the page-turning psychological thriller, The Trouble with Drowning. So when author Eden Hart floats into Tucson's Antigone books and all her dazzling perfection to give a reading, Kat, a struggling writer, can't help but compare herself. Thankfully, Kat's life starts to take on its own Eden-like glow when her literary future takes shape and she falls madly in love with Jacob. As demons from her past begin to surface, Kat's mental health craters and this halcyon dream slips through her fingers. For the fastest paced slow burn you won't be able to put down, be sure to check out The Trouble with Drowning by Heather Hawk on Amazon or your retailer of choice. And thanks again to Greenleaf Book Group for sponsoring this episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Flatiron Books, publisher of 888 Love and the Divine Burden of Numbers by Abraham Chang. So this is an interesting love story. It's great for fans of Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow and High Fidelity. It's set in the mid-90s at NYU. And it follows young Wang, who has gotten the advice of love through Chinese numerology from his uncle. So he believes that he will have seven great loves in his life. And then he meets Irena in 95 
and she's like the best she's brilliant charismatic quick-witted funny they fall in love but the thing is she's number six so if he is to have seven great loves does that mean his time with Elena is going to come to an end so this is a love letter to western pop culture eastern traditions and being a first generation new yorker make sure to check it out and thanks again to flat iron books publisher of 888 love and the divine burden of numbers by abraham chang for sponsoring this episode <laughs> Okay, so before um, I really start talking about books, I do just want to say that this is very much not a statistical analysis. I didn't, you know, run any reports or really examine things. This is just mostly based off of what I've observed, anecdotal evidence. I work the front desk a lot um, because we are a tiny library, so everybody does a little bit of something. And I just kind of notice what moves in the library. So the first one, book that moves a lot, and one of the newer books, um, is Lesbiana's Guide to Catholic School by Sonora Reyes, which you've listened to this podcast at all for any length of time recently. You know how much I love this book, and I am sort of delighted that this book is really popular amongst the teens without any urging or help from me. Um, I think the title, the cover, we also have a pretty large um, Latine population in my town. So books by Latine authors, um, anything with Spanish in the title tends to go out because that's what the kids are looking for. So that's really awesome. Um, And this is a book that, you know, other than putting it on like the new displays, Uh, When it first came into the library, it just, I think it gets checked out by word of mouth, which I love. Um, And that's probably like the newest book I've seen go out recently and be as popular as it is. The other trend I've been noticing, which is probably not a surprise to anybody who um, works with teens or looks at YA at all, which is the the mysteries are huge. Um, and what I've been noticing is the Sadie effect. So one of the high school classes, uh, the English class, I believe it's a junior level class, um, read Sadie as a group, Sadie by Courtney Summers, which is a few years old now. And it's a really interesting and very thought-provoking book told half from the point of view of this um, teenage girl, Sadie. Sadie, who goes missing. She's searching for the killer of her younger sister. And then it's also half from the point of view of a true crime podcaster who is following Sadie's journey and trying to figure out what happened to her. And this one kind of has a bit of ambiguity to the plot, which I think makes it a really good read for a certain level of high school student because everybody's going to have an opinion about the book and what happens and um, what they think should happen. And uh, I know that the, the English teacher told me it was a really good discussion um, piece. So Sadie by Courtney Summers, still very popular in our library her say Courtney Summer's newer stuff not quite as much but Sadie's still getting all the checkouts and then I think as a result of that um All Your Twisted Secrets by Diana Urban which has a very similar looking cover that has also been very popular in my library 
and Diana Urban's uh, Mysteries in General. So All Your Twisted Secrets is kind of like a breakfast club locked room mystery crime novel with like thriller elements. Um, It's a bunch of different people who show up to what they think is a scholarship dinner, find themselves locked in the room, and um, they have to make some pretty impossible choices if they're going to survive the night. Um, So not surprised that that is also being very popular. And then Karen McManus, of course, is also very popular in my library. Her books are always going out because they, I think, scratch the same itch. So it's interesting because on one hand, you have like Sadie, which I think is a little bit more literary in style and asks some probing questions. And then you kind of get over to the Karen McManus and like Jessica Goodman. Um, And those are a little bit more fun, suspenseful, fast paced mysteries um, and with lots of characters and large casts. So that is kind of the range, I think, of what's being checked out and um, what's been interesting. So and I just acquired the Truly Devious series in my library by Maureen Johnson. And I'm eager to see if I can get the, the mystery readers turned on to that. Um, Shadow and Bone has been also pretty popular, and I'm going to credit that completely to Netflix because the second season is going to be out next week. I'm very excited to watch that. And I think that, you know, anybody at home, if they have that that Netflix subscription, they're seeing the Shadow and Bone trailers. Um, so those books, um, you know, when I first started um, working in my library about seven months ago, they weren't really going out very often, but recently they've been heading out the door a lot. And I think it's probably because of that Netflix boost. But the other really popular YA fantasy that's been super big in my library has been Legend Born and Sequel by Tracy Dion, which is a modern day sort of you know, contemporary, supernatural uh, King Arthur retelling. Um, Gorgeous, gorgeous covers. And those have been really popular as well. And I'm not sure if there's any inspiration behind it or it's just, you know, they happen to be (laughs) shelved in the Ds, which in my library is very much at eye level. And they have fantastic covers. Um, So I actually had a little waiting list for when the second book came out earlier this school year, which is exciting. And that is, you know, Legendborn, I've still yet to pick up. And now, of course, everyone's like, have you read Legendborn? But it's always checked out at my library. Um, So once it comes back in at some point, and there's not a waiting list, I'm going to have to check it out because I keep hearing amazing things. And I believe Erica has read it and loved it as well. The other um, sort of category of books that have been going out a lot lately, you know, that classic YA dystopia. And I say classic, like just imagining me doing air quotes around classic because these books are not that old. Um, but Legend by Marie Lu, Hunger Games, um, The Eleventh Plague by Jeff Hirsch. Neil Shusterman's Unwind. Those books have been pretty popular. Um, generally, I think among, um, you know, I hate to like gender books and I, I don't ever want to, but they've been more popular amongst the teenage boys. And I think it's um, partly, you know, in our school, the the students are required to come in and pick out books for um, reading time. And that has been what a lot of the teenage boys have been gravitating towards. So, you know, I, I just I think it's very interesting to see 
new teen, like newer teens and new audiences picking up these books that uh, like, honestly, you know, Hunger Games came out when I was in high school. And I think sometimes we think like, oh, that that ship has sailed as far as like what's hot in the YA market. But these books are still finding an audience. Um, they're still getting picked up and read. Um, Marie Lu, especially because I think she's just pretty prolific. And she has a few sci fi and dystopian fantasy series. And when you have a big backlist in my library, especially if somebody finds one author, they tend to go out a lot. So yeah, that classic dystopia, it's, it's still going strong, at least here in my little corner of the rural Midwest and my library, which I love to see. I never thought that I would actually have to, you know, replace some of those copies, but I think I might actually have to do that within the next school year. So that has just been a little short overview of what real live teens are reading in my library right now. Obviously, I'm sure it's going to vary by, you know, school and library and geography. But I always find it very interesting because as an adult who is super into YA and is, you know, very much invested in the industry and very much sometimes gets caught up in the hype machine of like, what's new? What's out? What's what's cool right now? It's always kind of nice to just slow down and pay attention to like what the teens, the target audience of, you know, these books are actually um, gravitating towards. So that is what I have for you today. Thank you so much to today's sponsor for making the show possible. You can always follow me on Instagram. I hang out at at Tears of Price. And thank you also to Jen Zink, our audio editor, for making Hey YA sound great. As always, you can um, reach us at heyya at bookriot.com if you have any thoughts, feedback, or requests. Um, If you work with teens, I'd love to know, like, what is really popular amongst your teens right now. I just always think it's interesting to see how it varies among communities. But Eric and I will be back again next week for a long episode. And until then, happy reading. Happy reading.